buddy. Hey. Carl. What's happening? Do you feel okay? I'm feeling better, thank you. Oh, you don't sound okay. I wasn't well this morning. I'm still a little out of it, but I'm, I'm better. Oh, well, dear. I just hope you feel better because we have a whole show to do right now. A whole show? Can I just do a half a show? What, like one of your songs? Exactly. You do the talking. Hey, everyone. Tucker Dixon here with your weekly recap. Last week was Halloween week. Vinny brought in a man who taught us how to pay off your student loan debt with nothing more than hard work, determination, 12 pounds of cyanide, and a small child. Carl's creep was a star, so I married an axe murderer, Mike Myers. That was all for last week. Tucker out. Attention parents, what you're about to see is not suitable for kids. Shoot, it's not even suitable for some grown-ups. You might want to walk away now if you ain't into these type of things. I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. I'm going to deliver the goods because I'm alive and I'm not backing down. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Yeah, come on my face. That's fine. Inducing thing. Hola, creepos! Welcome to another edition of the Creep Off, everybody. The show about creeps by creeps for you, creeps. I'm your host, the People's Champion, Vinnie Paulino. I'm going to try to get. I'm going to try to get into where this camera is pointing. Oh. Hey, here I am. Hold on. <laughs> do your introduction. Of Actually, um, while you're adjusting my camera, Cardiff Electric put together his own recap that he says is more fair and balanced than what Tucker Dixon does so i'd like to hear that hey everyone cardiff electric here with your weekly creep off recap last week benny brought a creep to the show that for halloween gave out candy that was slightly past its expiration date of course it's another classic Vinny candy related conversation then he played a hulk hogan song talked about wrestling and limped through the rest of the show carl on the other hand brought a brutal murderer to the show who was also guilty of kidnapping and child sodomy carl even read a dramatic recap of an eyewitness account of the murder it was bone chilling. <laughs> Seems obvious to me who won this week. Anyway, Cardiff out. Thank you, Cardiff. That's much more fair and balanced what Tucker Dixon is up to. Do you I really think that's how it should have gone? Yes. Cardiff, that's what you think? I think he's right. Well, I got news for you. Oh, yeah? Mr. Hamburger. Let's see. Vinny's got 53% of the vote. <laughs> oh, no. Please. I'm so excited. So happy. Ladies and gentlemen, it's another win for Vinny. It's another Vinny Winnie. That wheel is sitting right behind you, buddy, because I just got you. I noticed that the wheel was in my area of the studio today. Now. I felt like maybe something was afoot. We need to have a quick chat before you spin that wheel today, Carl. And I just want to let (laughs) you know. Yeah. I will not count past the spin today. Okay. Because you did not do your last consequence yet. You I still need no to do option that. for pass the spin. I still need to do that. You, yeah, you do. All right. I'll, I'll go along with that. It's taking me too long. I agree. Oh, wow. Look at you being a good sport. All I right. Agree. Never mind. I agree. It's I take back the anger. Let's have a good too, show. Take me too long. Well, hold on a second. Don't, don't get rid of the anger. I have something to play for you real quick. Oh, great. Brian Flores now 0-6. In his career against the Buffalo Bills as the Miami head coach. I 
actually have audio from the last two minutes of that game. Buffalo under Sean McDermott now 5-0 and after the bye week. 26-11 is the final. 26-11, baby. I have audio from the last uh, two minutes of that game. Oh, do you? I do. Here it is. <laughs> I was screaming and yelling and cussing. Your name, really. Yeah. There was a lot of fucking Carls. <laughs> that was a fun game, wasn't it, Vinny? No. Three to three at halftime. I the Bills was pulled away. sitting there gnawing on my own hands because <laughs> I was so fucking nervous during that game. And I was like, oh, my God. Are they going to pull an upset? Are they going to show up and actually play the rest of the season? Wouldn't that be nice? Apparently not. Seven losses in a row for the Miami Dolphins. Well, you wow. know what? They could have their seven losses. I'm taking my five fucking wins. Shit. And watching you spin the goddamn wheel. Yeah. You Buffalo Bill fucking asshole. <laughs> okay, fair That's enough. all I got. <laughs> yeah, all right. I hate you. Very good. So, uh, cool. Now, so you're the winner from last week. I am the winner from and last I'm spinning week. spinning the wheel. That means you're going to go first. What's our category this week? Biggest fat so not named Vinny Paulino. That's right. You ready for... Uh, Creepiest fatso? Dude, I, I was born ready for this category. <laughs> I personally hate the obese. Yes, you do. I don't like them. They're not my people. <laughs> we share some traits. You share some traits. But they are not my people. Let's get and this thing started, Vinny. Bring that bell. My creep today is simply too fat to fly. <laughs> and he doesn't make shitty movies. And he doesn't cry when he ruins He-Man. My creep today's name has never been publicly released. That's going to be hard for you to win then, isn't it? But the tale. Hey, guess who my guy is? Someone nobody knows. But the tale <laughs> of this creep made national headlines. Okay. I would like to show you a picture of him, Carl. We could give him a name if you'd like. Here you go. Look at your screen. That's my creep, Carl. Oh, look at this guy. All right. Well, at least he's uh, he, dressed well. He's not dressed well, Carl. Dapper he, gent. He came directly from the fat guy store. <laughs> he's wearing the fat guy motif. It's the button-down short sleeve shirt with the cargo shorts. Yeah. With he, a bunch of the buttons not unbuttoned, but actually missing. They went flying across the room a few yes. moments before. If you look at the still image, there's that people <laughs> ducking <laughs> Correct. in the background. No matter what you do, if you go to the fat guy shop, you walk out looking like fat-ass Jimmy Buffett. They don't sell you like yeah. nice-looking clothes. Yeah, they assume you don't care that much about your appearance. Yeah. So, like, I don't think this person puts a lot of thought into like, what they look like. So here's some bullshit clothes. Put this on. It, pretty much. Pretty much. You like pastels? Come on down to the fucking... Fat guy shop. Can, can we put that on the wheel that you and I just hang out in a big and talls and just goof on people all day? We'll go say hi to uh, all my friends over there. Yeah, exactly. They're like, hey, Vinny, you're high five people as you walk in. What's up? What's, What's up? up? What's up? Your order's in. <laughs> Please so, pull the truck around to the back and we'll load it. Doesn't my guy kind of look like a wizard whose spell backfired? Yeah, like, what's, just, what's his nationality? What What's his deal? They say he's an American guy. Okay. Uh, his nationality like, is fat. Yeah. Like, he has a weird, like, Fu Manchu kind of mustache, but it's all white with, like, a Santa beard, and he's got George Costanza's hairline. He's not attractive. We get it. What's, why is he a creep? Let's get into it here, Vinny. Well, I got places to go today. He made national headlines on January 19th, 2019, on an EVA Airlines flight. Okay. Now, EVA Airlines is a Taiwanese Airline Carl. Okay. And uh, he was flying from L.A. to Taipei. He was going on a little vacation to Thailand. Okay. And as he's on this plane, uh, I should add that he was 440 pounds and was confined to a wheelchair. Now, just so everyone is clear before I tell you this story, 
It's a 15-hour nonstop flight from L.A. to Taipei. Oh, boy. That is a 440-pound fucking sack of shit who's on his way to Thailand for, uh, I'm sure you could probably guess why. Vacation. We get it. Yeah. So I'm just going to say this. Being motionless for 15 hours, probably he's pulled this off before. I think the problem it is going to be. It actually turns out he is a frequent flyer, Carl. Yeah, I think the problem is going to be more so using the restroom because I've been in those restrooms. They're cramped for me. Yeah, that is going to be part of the problem okay. here, Carl. All right. So, two hours and 30 minutes into the flight, mm-hmm. Fatso calls for the steward and says he needs to use the business class bathroom because he cannot fit into the economy bathroom. Okay. And they got one look at this guy, and he's in coach, mind you. Of course he is. And, one, uh, one ticket? He took up three seats okay, with one bought, ticket. He bought three? No, no. He took up three seats. Oh, that's not cool. Yeah. And he actually flashed a lot of cash that he could have paid for the other seats, and he didn't. All right. I think you're going to win this week, Vinny. Great job. All right. So my I'm three- not done. Oh. The crew, three female, little, tiny, Taiwanese flight attendants. Yeah are assisting this man to the bathroom. Everyone on this fucking plane, Carl, is waiting for ginger ale. They're waiting for their drinks, and they have to escort this fucking blubbery wizard yeah. to the goddamn bathroom. So they get him in there, right? A minute after entering the lavatory, he pushes the call button. Oh, boy. So... <laughs> they... <laughs> so immature, Benny. The flight attendant opened the door. Yeah. His dick's hanging out. But his underwear is still on the back of it. And he said, you need to help me get these underwear off or I'm just going to shit all over the place. <laughs> what a pleasant person. <laughs> they were like, oh, uh, uh, so his man. dick, this 440 pound gassy dick bag is just like, pull him down for me. He sat down. This is insane. And man spread. This, this Carl. is an insane. Yeah, and he's just presentation. Got his out. This, this whole presentation that you're doing right now. No, I didn't sign up for this. I'd never agreed to this. They tried to close the door, Carl, but he started yelling and cussing them out. Okay. Claiming he's, he was having shortness of breath from claustrophobia. I'm sure it's not the high blood pressure. Oh, he's claustrophobic. Oh, front. Maybe he should have just taken, like, uh, a train. You can't take a train to Taipei. You can't can't get to Thailand on a train. That's the name of this episode. (laughs) So the crew refused. He was like, keep the door open. And they're like, no, dude. Close the door. They kept it unlocked. But he kept, like, opening the door. And it fucking stunk out. He hotboxes this whole plane. Oh, boy. Okay. Now, 15 minutes later. Like a child calling his mother, he hits the call button again, and the little Taiwanese stewardess comes in, and she says, "Uh, what's the problem? And he goes, I'm done. You can wipe my ass now. Mm -hmm. This is a guy who's not wiped his ass in a very long time. This is just a poor woman whose job is to bring people peanuts and drinks. It's a 15-hour flight. Yeah, but they've got real conti since COVID, though. I don't mind that a couple of these uh, assholes have to wipe a big 440-pound man's asshole. Now, this was pre-COVID, and she didn't have a mask. Oh, okay. So, And this is just what's going on. This is the background of the whole thing, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I, we get it. <laughs> if you want to pause that any minute now. I'll pause it for a second. All right. Do you feel better? I do. Now, this woman goes, I'm not doing this. And he starts yelling at her and says, 
Do it, or I'm just going to sit here for the rest of the flight. That fat guy on the plane. <laughs> now, eventually, of this man yelling, screaming, and berating everyone and refusing to go back to his seat. Yeah. One of these stewardess puts on three latex gloves. Okay. And she goes in and wipes this man's ass. And as what she does an it, asshole! he reportedly was rubbing himself and jacking it, jacking it, jacking it, jacking it. Deeper. Deeper. <laughs> deeper. Oh, God. This woman ended up having to wipe his ass on three separate occasions because he kept refusing to leave even after she did it the first time because he kept saying, you didn't do a good enough job. Oh, God. Get back here and finish cleaning my ass. That's literally what's going on on this plane. The whole plane stinks. Yeah. <laughs> And these people are gagging and wanting to die out of they're two and a half hours into a fifteen hour flight. Right. This is not gonna be a fun flight. And um why did they let this guy on this airplane again? Well What were they thinking? The money. You're gonna piss off all your other customers. He said the reason why he couldn't do it himself is because he had a problem with his hand. Yeah, it doesn't reach his asshole. Yeah, that's the problem with his hand. It's an arm problem, too. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Did you not bring one of those stick things? Uh, Eventually, the flight attendants fucking pulled up his pants and insisted that he goes back to his seat. And he goes, I'm not doing nothing. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to faint. I'm just going to faint and lay on the floor. He starts threatening that he's going to faint on them. Is he a child? And ju- yes. Just throwing a temper tantrum? Because he wants his in the bottom the toy lights store. more. <laughs> yeah. By these little Asian women. Oh, God. They end up making him go back to his seat. But then he later again had to go number two. So they sent up a different group of flight attendants who had to take care of him the second time to a very similar scenario. Now, this got very public attention because... One of these women went on her Instagram after and talked about the disgusting episode. Mm-hmm. She said that right after this happened, she locked herself inside of a different bathroom because no way she's ever going in there again. She was crying and vomiting and unable to wash the stench from that man off of herself. I remember there was a uh, a porn star on Howard Stern going back a very long time ago. And she had sex with High Pitch Eric for like, I don't know, a bit. Or something like that. I thought you were going to say a billion dollars. No. That's the only way that should happen. It was some kind of porn star doing it for a bit. And then immediately afterwards, they had the uh, microphone on her. She was bawling her eyes out. She was so upset with everything that had happened in her life up to that point that her life would lead to that point. That's what I'm thinking for this flight attendant. She's having these flashbacks of I could have paid attention in math more. <laughs> Why didn't I try university? I might have been good there. I could have been a better land waitress. <laughs> I could have been a land waitress. <laughs> I mean, there isn't as much sitting down, which is the part I enjoy about this job. But, yeah, but whole, I did not sign up for this, and she did not. So there's apparently a union of uh, flight attendants that got involved with this. They actually had a press conference. This made national news. Yeah. Because they're like, this is ridiculous. We're being treated terribly. This man should not have been allowed to play. This is not our jobs to take it's care of. It's not your that. job. I would just be like, sorry. Sorry, buddy. I don't wipe asses. Fucking die, people. fate. Whatever the fuck you got to do, pal. Yeah. I don't care. So, Carl. Yeah. After this very public event, more people started sharing their stories of other flights 
on the exact same goddamn airline. So these fatties are just fattening up the whole flight, no, huh? This motherfucker. Oh, it's just this same guy specifically. Guy. Okay. How about this? He flew from LA to Bangkok via Taipei in May 2018, where he made a similar request, but flight attendants refused, so he shit in his seat. So in other words, the opposite of Yo shit. Yeah. He fucking did shit. <laughs> Fuck it. The whole, for stunk up the whole place. He literally just shit up the whole place. You know like, what? Fuck it, you guys. It then. sounds like he had just come from Granny's house. No! <laughs> uh, all right. So how much longer are you going to go on, on another flight? Story? On another flight, he I mean, pissed I know himself. this story. I remember when it was in the news. I, I can't believe you're dragging this out so far. He pissed himself on another flight. <laughs> on him. another flight, he asked a crew member to clean and change his diaper. They refused, so his diaper overflowed all over the cabin. Uh, on another flight, he threatened to faint and make the crew's life worse if they didn't get up and help him. On another flight, he spilled juice on his crotch and <laughs> demanded the crew wipe it. They gave him napkins to do it, but he said, you do it, goddammit. So how was he not on some type of no-fly list? Because the airline was just taking his money. Yeah. And he's a fat fucking guy who's flying to Thailand. There was no shame in this guy's game. Sure. He booked a flight back <laughs> to L.A. Yep. From Thailand. Of course. He's got to yeah. get back. Yeah. So. He's going to swim it. They were trying to get in touch with this man to let him know because of the very public outcry over his behavior. Yeah. That made the airline look terrible. So once again, Instagram fucking with somebody's life. Yeah, there it is. This poor guy. Just, try, his- just try to fly to have a little vacation. Fuck some underage kids. We don't know what he was doing in Thailand. Maybe he likes the food. The well. delicious. Yeah, I'm sure he did like the food, too. He was on an extended trip to Thailand, so in March, they kept trying to contact this guy. They could not contact him, and eventually, a lawyer contacted the airline and said, yeah, he died. Wait, they what? Fe- he died. The dude died in a hotel room, a hooker hotel room in Thailand. Oh, okay. Good. Well, happy ending. Yeah. A happy ending. Very good. <laughs> they didn't say the name of the hotel, but the airline reportedly refunded the anonymous guy's family for his unused airfare. That was nice of them. So no pe- no traumatic uh, fucking counseling for the staff, but they did issue a refund to this fucking pervert's family. All right, very good. That's my creep. This That's week. your creep this week. The unnamed fat guy who shits up airplanes. The- my creep this week, and I went with morbidly obese as my parameters on this one. This guy, you might have heard of him. He used to be a uh, reality show star. And then he became the president of the United States. Donald Trump. Oh, did you is think my it, creep. No, I'm just kidding. My I creep this week. Say. <laughs> my creep this week is a guy. That'd be too easy. That'd be your heel turn right there. <laughs> my, yeah, exactly. My creep is Nathaniel Levi Bar Jonah, which wasn't his original name. He did change it, but he Would got he started. Find Jesus, because that's a pretty religious name. He did declare that it was a Jewish name because he was celebrating his Jewish heritage, but I don't know if he actually even was Jewish. This is a bad guy, all right? And it started off when he was very young. In 1964, when Barjona was seven years old, he tried to lure a little five-year-old girl into the basement of his house using a Ouija board as, like, bait to kind of tempt her. He told her that he had gotten the board for his birthday and that he could talk to ghosts with it. So she went into the basement with Barjona, and at this point, he attempted to suffocate her. So when he's seven, he's trying to murder a five-year-old He actually sat on her. Well, that, that's coming up. 
Oh, no. <laughs> that is coming up, sir. When he was seven, he wasn't as obese as he became. So anyway, the, the mom of this five-year-old girl heard her screaming, saved her. Nothing was ever done to our friend uh, Nathaniel. So in January 1970, Bar-Jonah lured a six-year-old boy to a secluded area, claiming that he wanted to go sledding with him. Once he got him alone, he sexually assaulted him, and again, nothing happened. He also got away with this scot-free. All right, so now there's been two victims, and nothing has happened to our friend Nathaniel, Wowzer. who is still a child. He's under 13 at, at that point. So he's creepy as fat kid? Well, let's get to uh, the third victim. In March 1975, Jonah pretended to be a police officer, and he used his disguise to abduct a little boy named Richard O'Connor, who was eight years old at the time. When O'Connor was on the way to school, Barjona had kidnapped him by bringing him into the car, and he had sexually assaulted and strangled him. All right, so now this guy's dressed up like a cop, telling kids to come on into his car, and he is sexually assaulting them. And this was a brutal attack. Fortunately, this time, he does get caught with the third victim. Now, when they found the car, they ordered Barjona out of the car, and in the back seat, they Fine. found Richard O'Connor, and he was in pretty rough shape. He had urinated and defecated on himself. He was bleeding from the attack, and he was really close to death. So this was a brutal, brutal, violent attack. You know, the eight-year-old uh, defecated on himself. It's kind of like your story. Vinny. Yeah. A lot of yeah. fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> fun stuff with poop, right? I got to tell you. Yeah. Poop is funny. It is kind of funny. So he gets caught, as we just heard, put on probation, Vinny. He's now on probation. That's it. And that's it. They found a shitty, pissy kid. Bleeding. Almost dead from being molested and beat up, physically abused. Uh, what was this, like an old Irish cop who found him? Oh, boys will be boys. <laughs> boys will be boys. So um, after he does get put on probation, he decides to go to a different town. So a few days before he graduated high school, Barjona drove to Hartford, Connecticut, where he once again impersonated a police officer. And he then abducted a nine-year-old girl and brutally assaulted her, both physically and sexually. The girl began to vomit and have convulsions in his car because of how serious the attack is. And instead of finding help, because he's not going to do that because that's going to implicate himself in the crime, Barjona just threw the girl out of his car onto a sidewalk and just left her there. He chucked her out the window because she was vomiting. I think that is absolutely vile, but I feel you should be disqualified for using like a wine fucking true crime podcast. I know. I apologize for this woman's voice. I, I mean, she did a good job explaining the story. Yeah, especially with how much Pinot she drank. Well, I happen to have actual audio of Nathaniel after he threw this girl out the window of his car. <laughs> so long, suckers. Which is... <laughs> Wildly inappropriate. All right, so he doesn't get any trouble for that. In fact, fast forward, he's now off probation. He served his time on probation, didn't get in any trouble for chucking this girl that he molested out the window, which is insane. So so there was another half-dead kid in your car, sir. Did you not learn your lesson the first we've time? We've talked about this, Nathaniel. All right, so uh, now he's got two more victims, two young boys. So on September 24th, 1977, again, in a police disguise, this seems to be kind of his thing right now, Barjona had convinced two boys that he was in the FBI and he was able to abduct them, and this was in the town of Shrewbury, Massachusetts. Once the two boys were in his car, he drove them to a secluded area 
where he abused them, assaulted them, um, both sexually and physically. Not verbally, though, thank God. FBI, get down on the floor! (laughs) (laughs) These delusions of grandeur with this guy. Well, it's working for him, because the kids are are like, all right, yeah, let's go. Now, have none of these times he's been caught, have they been like, could you stop impersonating a police officer? Yeah, you would think they'd be a little bit pissed off at this guy for doing that. pretty illegal. Well, so this time he's got two boys. He tries to kill one of the boys. And the way that he does that... While all of this horrific things was going down, he pretended to be dead. And Barjona had jumped up and down on them. He was 375 pounds, and he had been jumping up and down on them. So he's jumping up and down on this boy who's pretending to be dead in order to kill him. He's doing the fucking Hogan leg drop on him. Yes! 375 pounds, Vinny. Can you even imagine that? Uh, well, my guy was 440, so that's about 65 pounds. Yeah, but if, if we were trying to just get the, the fattest person, there was a 900-pounder who they had to uh, bring into the courtroom through a voting talk. <laughs> that was a fun story I was reading. But I was prepping. Send me that later. I <laughs> yeah, I, know. I was prepping for the show. I'm like, well, this would be a funny one. <laughs> okay. I like that. So anyway, so the, the two boys, the one boy's playing dead. He assumes he's dead. So Nathaniel grabs the other boy, throws him in the car, drives off. This boy alerts authorities. And again, Nathaniel is busted. Luckily, they were able to find Barjona, and the other boy was discovered in the trunk of his car, still alive. All right, so he's well, pretty guilty. Clearly the third time's the charm here for the law, right? Right. So he is arrested. He's convicted. He's given 18 to 20 years for attempted murder. Huh. At this point, he officially changes his name to Nathaniel Levi Barjona. And you what, think the cops would lose jurisdiction over him if he did it? And people forget who he is because that new name doesn't have any stigma to it. I don't know. So Other than wacko. Yeah. Like you hear that name, you immediately go, all it's right. It's too no many thanks. names. Yeah. He's, he's like, I know most people like me have three names. I want four. Like, okay. It's too many. So later that year in 1984, Superior Court Judge Walter E. Steele, great judge, had ruled that Massachusetts failed to prove that Barjona was dangerous. And he was released from the Bridgewater State Hospital. Failed so, to prove he was dangerous. No, I'm going to use the words of Uncle Sammy Poo in the YouTube chat right now. He did the Mario jump like the kid's a Goomba. <laughs> yeah. He's just stomping on him and he's not dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I know. They found his friend almost dead in the trunk of his car when they pulled him over. And this judge goes, I'm going to let him out. I don't think he's dangerous. And that's despite the fact that they're talking to him and he's saying shit that he shouldn't be saying while he was in prison. Even though he admitted to having numerous fantasies involving murder and cannibalism, they let him go. Fantasies, Carl. Fantasies. So they let him go. And it only takes a month. One month after getting out. He noticed that there was a seven-year-old boy sitting alone in a car outside of a post office in Oxford, Massachusetts, which is not Montana, where he was supposed to be with his mom. Um, And he opened the door and sat on top of the kid attempting to crush him. That's a pretty fatso creep move right there, trying to murder kids by sitting on them. Come here, you. So then he made an excuse. He was just cold and trying to get out of the cold and didn't know the kid was there. So And he's like, it is cold out. I'll keep this child warm like an egg. So after all of this, it only led to probation again. So he's still free, still a free man. 
And now we fast forward to 1999. He gets arrested again for impersonating a police officer. He just loves wearing that badge. The final straw for Barjona was when he was arrested again in 1999, originally for impersonating an officer. But after the cops grew suspicious of him, they got warrants for his um, place of residence. Right. So they searched his place. And that's where they found some shit, Vinny. They found a lot of like photos Not of boys. As much as the stewardesses found. <laughs> they had to dig deep to find all this shit. Uh, they also found a human bone. No, Mark Simon, yeah. I'm assuming. So they decided to go ahead and uh, arrest him for there were three missing boys in the area, and they were able to tie those boys to him. After being arrested that last time, he was prosecuted for the abduction and the molestation of three boys, and he was convicted of kidnapping, aggravated assault, and sexual assault. All right, so at this point, 1999, he was put away for 130 years, which, spoiler, he didn't make it. He's dead. He Uh, passed away in 2008. But this is the kicker. I'm sure he did really well on the cell block. They're like, that's the kid crusher. Oh, it gets better, Vinny. So listen to this. As they were searching his home, they found a notebook that he used to have. There was actually recipes that he'd written that had body parts in them and instructions on how to cook children. And there were titles in there for recipes such as little boy pot pie, um, French fried kid and then weird phrases like lunch is served on the patio with roasted child. See, now in his later years in the 90s, Vinny, he was uh, he liked throwing parties. He liked having cookouts. He liked to have his friends and Come family over. Come over and watch Melrose Place. Yeah, exactly. Who doesn't like to do that in the summertime? The grossest part is that Bar Jonah had even referenced feeding these recipes to his neighbors. Which sounds disgusting, but there is reports that after Ramsey went missing, Barjona started to do a lot of cookouts for his neighbors. And at his cookouts, he would make things like burgers. At his cookouts. And hot pies. All right, I have a different woman talking here. This will this will help you out a little bit. A few days after his ex disappearance, Nathaniel apparently hosted a cookout where he served deer burgers that his friends and family said tasted a little off. Nathaniel told him that he hunted the deer himself, but he didn't even have a hunting license or a rifle. And Nathaniel had a lot of these shindigs where he would just cook for people, and they always said the meat tasted weird. It's real-life Scott Tennerman. Hey, uh, Nathaniel, it looks like there's crayon in this one. (laughs) Yeah, right. So there was this kid. Is there a building block in my burger? Zach Ramsey, seven-year-old kid. pieces in this hot dog. He he disappeared from the neighborhood, and three days later, this guy's throwing a cookout where he's got uh, pot pie and chili and deer burgers, quote-unquote. So not only was this guy abducting, molesting, murdering children, he was then cooking them and feeding them to friends and family. I present to you the people of the creep-off voting audience, Nathaniel Levi Barjona for Creepiest Fatso. Well, I'd like to respond to that, please. Yep. May I, Carl? May I have your permission? Please do, sir. Sure, my guy. May There may be a happy ending there. Maybe he died in a dirty hotel and a lady boy took his wallet. I don't fucking know what happened to him. Sure. But the question is, who's creepier? Your guy had friends over. People were all coming over and hanging out with them. You yeah. think my guy had friends, Carl? Yeah, give away. Yeah, give away. You think, my, you think 
anybody want to be around that guy? We see this dude every day. We eat ribs with this dude. Please. A lot of creeps like to have cookouts and enjoy the uh, neighborhood. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that I found a fucking I've never even heard of this person. That's pretty nuts. He fucking the story. <laughs> he was feeding children. Like a his, fucking fee-fi-fo-fum fucking giant. Was oh, brutal. Goddamn ogre of a man. Brutal. All right. So uh, go on thecreepoff.com. That's where you can vote for. You, you thought brought the biggest creep. Clearly you should vote for me. Now, I mean, Vinny had the biggest creep. The unknown shitter. That's his name. That's <laughs> We'll call him. Your creep was bigger. Correct. Anyway. Correct. Well, Carl, I'm uh, ready to do some uh, voicemails. Let's do it. The Creep Off voicemail segment is brought to you by the city of Syracuse. Syracuse, reminding you that just because Halloween is over doesn't mean you can't enjoy our dilapidated neighborhoods all year round. See you in Syracuse. A horror all year round. Our first email came in response to our pal Tucker Dixon's uh, recap segment. Okay. Howdy, boys. This is Australia. Just uh, on behalf of Australia, I would love to say, fuck you, Tucker Dixon, you big fat faggot. Eat a dick, you multiple dick having in your ass, <laughs> tranny bitch. All right. Thanks, boys. You're welcome. Sick burn. You got him. <laughs> All right. Now, this is a wonderful suggestion, Carl, and I okay. really think we ought to look into this. It's a little long, but just hold in there for okay. a second. Down, 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 presenting the creep off home game. Included in this box is two huge mugs for the beverage of your choice like and a so bingo far? card for you and a few of your friends if you have them to drink whenever. Then he talks about wrestling. Carl <laughs> says, what are we even talking about here? <laughs> when Vinny is making a fool of himself. Aww. Or when Carl's club feet are mentioned. You too can play along. <laughs> I don't know. What is, what is this called? Like 30, 40 bucks? Give me a cut. Um, is this guy jogging or jerking off? I think he's masturbating. You guys can make a fucking killing on this shit. Well, you just organize this game a little bit. We might be able to make 30, 40 anyway, bucks. I love you guys anyway. Actually, this guy. I came with a, a brilliant board game on Saturday. I thought of something I think would be amazing. Oh, really? It's called Spell Albuquerque. And what you do <laughs> is you sit around this board, right? And you have, to, you have to grab a card. And every card just says Spell Albuquerque. And you have to ask the person next to you. And if you get it right, which no one ever does, then you move spaces ahead. That's pretty good. I thought it was a fun game. I, you know what I would do? I would yeah. do the same thing I did whenever anybody asked me to play a game with them yeah. when I was young. I'm good. You don't want to spell Albuquerque with nah, me? I'm good. All right. Fair enough. More comments about Tucker Dixon. Holy shit. Wow. Sailor Tucker Carlson. <laughs> it does recap at the beginning. I don't like him. And he has vocal fry. Male vocal fry. Does he? At all. Not as bad as Carl's like it. Thank presentation you. today. That's true. That woman was annoying. <sighs> Here's uh, someone else's thoughts on last week's episode. Hey, Vinny. Your creep was clearly better. I mean, 
Carl, yeah, your guy, he, he killed the sodomized people, but you know what? You're probably going to read a story in the Scum Parade about someone doing exactly that. But Vinny's creep, you ha- had a lasting impact. We still get warnings about tainted Halloween candy to this day. I mean, it's incredible, the, the impact that he had. Clearly, Vinny's creep was the creepier. And if you don't agree, then you can go fuck your. I like this kid's passion. Listen, I think we've desensitized our audience too much now. Now we're at a point where it's like, sure, he murdered people and sodomized boys. Whatever. People are doing that every day. All right. Last voicemail I have today. What's up, both of you fat fucks? Um, hey. I just wanted to give you all y'all Facebook serial killer names. Carl's would be the Snaggletooth Strangler. Yep. Okay. And Benny's would be the... Uh, pizza pulverizer so mm, okay go fuck yourselves and um lick my tank they already call me that <laughs> i didn't know that about you sure i got a uh, note that came in through uh our website the who are these podcast website it says uh from casey chris i also caught the early harlan williams show can confirm Vinny had a great set hey a great set of tits call me back Thank you, Casey Cress. They're not that great. That <laughs> was a that was a good gag, my uh, friend. <laughs> I got really happy for a second too. He really fucking got me. He this did guy. Get, he did get you. All right, well done. <clears throat> All right, you ready to do uh, the scum parade? I am. Let's go there. Video. Watch out for the scum parade. Carl, where better to start than Florida, my boy? All right. A woman in Pensacola is charged with lewd and lascivious behavior. Sounds like any other woman in Pensacola, yeah? Sure. Well, she did this after she crashed a backyard party and exposed herself to children. An Escambia County Sheriff's Office arrest report says that Suzanne Dill, 53, here's a picture of her, Carl. Miss Dill looks like she's pickled herself a few times. Yeah, her liver is definitely fucking mixed with some vinegar. Yeah. It's not a good-looking woman. That is an awful-looking woman. If if I was a child and that woman exposed herself to me, I would be gay now. What if you're like a girl? Oh, I, yeah, they didn't explain what, who the children were. Yeah. What well, if they were non-binary? What if they were pansexuals? Oh, it's a hate crime. We got she a lot hate of, crime these kids. We got a lot of questions to ask here. I bet you those kids don't like jokes. Dill knew the victims through family ties or by an acquaintance, the arrest report states. One victim told the investigating deputy, Dill immediately became belligerent and exposed her breasts to the children. She just was like, yeah, fuck you These weren't strangers either, right? She knows these people. Yeah, yeah. And at one point, they said to her, you need to leave. And she decided to pull down her pants and expose herself provocatively, grabbing her exposed genitals and yelled, I'd fuck these kids. <laughs> yeah, fuck these kids. I'd fuck them right oh, here boy. in my pussy. She's yelling at them. Yeah. Apparently, there were four children present when she did that. And according to the arrest report, Dill fled from the scene when a person threatened to call 911. She's like, oh, I got warrants. Like, yeah. Ran away. And uh, none Left of the people, teeth. <laughs> none of the people who were at that party have had a boner since. I don't know if you saw the follow up on this story. And that's the sad thing about this. This woman clearly has nothing, and there will be civil litigation after this. I think that she should have to get uh, Blue Chew with the promo code O P I E 
for these people for the rest of their lives. Now, uh, Dill is currently in Escambia County Jail on a $20,000 bond. She ain't getting out. No. <laughs> no. She doesn't have that kind of money. She doesn't have that kind of money. Which is 10% of $20,000. Let's point out. Yeah. She doesn't even have 1% of $20,000. <laughs> exactly. So. <laughs> she was like a problem. How old is she? 53. Doesn't she look like she's 60? Let's look at that mug again. 6012. Look at that sourpuss. God. She looks like one of those lemon drop commercials. <laughs> Just like her face is imploding it out of itself and melting at the same time. It's unbelievable. She looks like she spun the wheel and got, you have to try meth as her consequence. <laughs> yeah, we'll put that out there instead of pass the spit. Okay, sounds good. So a man in the city of Blue Ash, Ohio, reportedly took drastic measures after becoming frustrated with his son's guitar playing. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine what your father went through. Oh, I can only imagine. According to the Cincinnati Inquirer, 79-year-old Fred Hensley Sr. has been charged with felonious assault and domestic violence after allegedly shooting his adult son, 50-year-old Fred Hensley Jr. Okay. Now, the fact that 50-year-old Jr. is living with Sr. and played his guitar tells me there was probably a bad divorce. Yeah, I mean, we don't know who lives with who in this scenario. Yeah, well, I know who had the gun. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. The former had become angry because his son had been playing the guitar for way too long. Yeah. Hensley Seeger told authorities that he'd been allegedly aiming to hit his son's guitar, not his actual body, but he shot his son in the side of the stomach. So, whose side are you on in this one, Dad's. Vinny? All right. Dad's. I'll Shoot all the guitar players. I'll tell you why I'm on dad's side. Fuck you, Keith Richards. Fuck you, Carl. I, fuck I'll, you. I'll tell you why I'm on the dad's side on this one, because this, this guy had it coming. I have actual audio of this going down. Oh, good. Oh, it's a good riff. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> This is what he's playing. Good job. Can you turn it down? <laughs> I'm proud of you, son. That's all he wants. This is his Yeah, I think the kid had it coming. Do uh, people play guitar just generally annoy you, Carl? I hate going into Guitar Center or any of these places where they, all the amps, people can go try them out. I find it so obnoxious. I'm sure that um, you go in there and you really shred something. Like you go in there and do like an isotopes thing. I hate doing that. I, I can't I can't play but guitar. But how do you test the guitar? I don't know. I can't, I can't stand doing that. We were doing a sound check the other night. And I hate being like playing the guitar when everyone's like staring at you. Like, uh. Yeah. How do you think the audience feels? Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> As the incident happened, he called the authorities to call an ambulance for his kid because he says he didn't mean to shoot him. He was just trying to shoot the guitar. Yeah, this was, a, this was a crime of passion. Well, first responders were making their way to the scene. The father-son conflict reportedly escalated. As they waited, Hensley Jr. allegedly assaulted his father and started beating him in the face of the head. He probably liked that guitar a lot. Yeah. And he also probably liked the bullet not inside of his stomach. Yeah, it sounds like he did hit the guitar. Yeah. He just didn't realize that the son was standing behind the guitar because he was wearing it at the time. Yeah, yeah. So Hensley Jr. said he didn't remember hitting or assaulting his dad. Okay, likely story, kid. Officers found the gun in the spent shell casing along with the guitar, which was seized by police. This is going into evidence, son. Yeah. Because you know he was like, I need to take my guitar to the hospital with me. <laughs> I got to make my art. I got. I feel like I got a song inside of me. Oh, God. They're like, no, dickhead, you have a bullet inside of you. <laughs> Fuck you. 
He's in a, uh, a lot of trouble, and Hensley Cedar was brought to the hospital for his facial injuries, but was soon taken to the Hamilton County Justice Center, and uh, he is being held on bond as well. Yeah. I do like, though, that he was trying to explain I was just trying to shoot the guitar. Yeah. It's like the Alec Baldwin defense. I wasn't trying to murder anyone when I was pointing a gun at someone and shooting it. Dude, did you hear whose fault this was? What, the Alec Baldwin thing? Yeah. Well, it's a lot of people's fault. Why? No, I'm just wondering. We we did talk about this on the uh, bonus episode. I brought it up on the bonus episode. There's been yeah. more that's come out since then, but obviously the armorer screwed up. The, yeah. uh, assistant. the fucking assistant who brought in live bullets yep. because they wanted to shoot at kids. Yep. 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 Good top-notch production. I hope they were wearing masks at least. Uh, there's there's photos of it, and they are. Oh, good. Yeah, there's photos of the this scene right before it happened that somebody leaked, and it's, yeah, like the assistant... Whatever key grip is wearing his mask and he's standing there. It's like, Do you know how much it would suck to be that cinematographer and just get shot while wearing a mask? It's like your last few moments on Earth, you're wearing a fucking mask. I mean, Vinny. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, that would suck. Correct. Yeah. That is correct. That and died. <laughs> All right. You want to go to Kentucky? Yes, let's do that. A Western Kentucky man was arrested four times in one day. Wow. This is like the quadruple frown. All right. Michael Nix is facing multiple charges, including rape, first degree, unlawful imprisonment, first degree, strangulation, second degree, criminal mischief, second degree, terroristic threatening, third degree, possession of methamphetamine, possession of marijuana, drug paraphernalia, escape in the second degree, assault in the third degree, resisting a police officer, possession of a firearm by a convicted felon, possession of methamphetamine, possession of marijuana, and the investigation began on October 14th. Well, that just fucking sucked. Whoa, what just happened, Vinny? Technical difficulties. Apparently, the live stream just went down. Sorry. Enjoy the rest of the episode now, I guess. People are going to think that we uh, did this just so we could fake the uh, spinning of the wheel. Oh, should we fake the spinning of the wheel? No. Oh, okay. I will not allow it. <laughs> Damn it. All right, where were we going, Wicklife? Yeah, so trouble began on October 14th. According to the Ballard County Sheriff's Office, Nix held a woman against her will for several days. Okay. He allegedly sexually assaulted and strangled her during that time. Was that also against her will? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, she did, was not into it. <laughs> deputies got an arrest order for Nix on October 15th. Ballard County deputies received a call of a disturbance at Phillips Drive in Wycliffe. They said Nix was there and caused an altercation. He was detained due to the active arrest warrant. Deputies say they found a quantity of meth in his possession. He was arrested on the new drug charges, taken to the jail, where he was served with the arrest warrant. So that's his second arrest. Well, yeah. jail, Nix allegedly assaulted the deputy sheriff and tried to run away. Good for him. After a short chase, deputies apprehended him. Nix received several more felony charges after fleeing. Yeah. Third arrest. Nick's deputies got a search warrant for Nix's home on Lisa Drive. While executing the search warrant, deputies found shocking things, meth and weed. They also said they found a gun during the search. Nix, a convicted felon, is prohibited from owning firearms. When the search warrant was finished, deputies say Nix was arrested for the fourth time in the same day at the Ballard County Jail. That's amazing. That, you know what? If you would have killed someone, that would have been hitting for the cycle. Dude, that guy like to say. might be a Hall of Famer without being a Hall of Famer. Seriously. That many charges in 24 hours is pretty fucking astounding. Well, the only thing annoying about this is I'd hate to be around this guy when you're reminiscing with your friends about maybe the worst day in your life. This guy is the ultimate one-upper. Oh, oh yeah? That was a bad day? 
yeah. when your wife left you? Well, guess what happened to me one day? They found my mask. <laughs> Arrested. They found my four mask. times. <laughs> he does, he walks around like he's fucking Ric Flair, giving flash of the four horses. <laughs> yeah, to exactly. He's just like never forget. Yeah. By yeah. the way, drink. <laughs> <laughs> Richmond County, Georgia. The sheriff's office has arrested two caregivers for the severe neglect of an elderly woman. Oh, boy. Brand Kimberly Murray and her fiance, Jacob Alexander Brigham, were responsible for the care of Murray's 78-year-old grandmother. Okay. The grandmother suffered from Alzheimer's, a brain tumor, and diabetes. Oh, so she's not doing well to begin with. No. The incident report states that on Thursday at 2 a.m., Richmond County deputies responded to the home in reference to elderly abuse due to the alleged neglect the woman had mold growing on both of her hands. <laughs> Multiple wounds and bed sores filled with maggots. <laughs> and bruises all over her body. By the way, Centering John was quoted as saying, bed sores, mold, maggots. I've had worse. The med unit deal. assessing her also stated that her back was covered in a mix of bodily fluids. What does that mean? <laughs> the fucking cocktail of the body, I guess. I don't know if there was like fucking blood and piss and cum is what I'm guessing. Those are the main what bodily fluids. What don't you fluids. fucking understand? Some boogers. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why there <laughs> no were. What else was in there? Yeah, okay. I, I would I would imagine it's more like peeing yourself and stuff than cum. I, I don't think this. I like anyone's, to think that they jerked off on I don't think anyone's pulling out, pulling out of the old broad. Jacking it, jacking it, jacking it, jack. Spanking it, jacking it, spanking it, smack. Uh, the med unit assessor also stated that her back, like I said, was covered in a mix of body fluids, that her spinal cord was showing through her skin. Oh, that's a good look. You know, a lot of seniors are doing that these days. It's it's a pretty cool look. I mean, she should be on a Paris runway. She's that thin. Oh, authorities yeah. found several prescriptions for the patient had not been filled. Both Brigham and Brian told investigators that Marie was bedridden, and they had been taking care of her since Brian's mother died a few years ago. They stated that a nurse from a company would previously come to check on Maria, but that she hadn't been by since June of this year. Brigham reportedly told investigators that Maria was bedridden because she's become quote lazy. <laughs> Maria was taken to the medical center where she remains in unstable and critical condition. Both are charged with felony neglect to a disabled adult, elder person, or resident. They are currently being held in the Richmond County Jail. Hey, that's fucked up. Lazy Maria, you better get up. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, um, I mean, fortunately, she has Alzheimer's. She has no idea what's going on. Yeah. She's totally out of it. She probably thinks that having mold on your hands is normal. Probably thought she had a cat. She's <laughs> just patting her fucking fuzzy mold. <laughs> we got to wash that can off, you know. Um, my pretty pussy. All right. Let's get on with it. Shall we, Vinny? Is it time for spinning the wheel? Yeah. So let's talk about what's on that wheel, Carl. Let me get into the shot here. Okay. You can see that now? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about what's not going to count. Okay. So past the, the spin does not count. Past the spin does not count. Correct. So we got dinner with a listener. Gross. Twitch stream. Okay, so the Twitch stream is you having to do how many hours of a Maddox Banana Doc style Twitch stream? How many hours? We haven't decided. Let's talk right now. I'm thinking four. A an hour? Can it be one? No, I'm Can thinking it be four hour? hours. Four one hour specials. Dude. 
Carl Hamburger. What do you mean? What do you mean four one hour specials or four one hour stream? Uh, one four hour. Nah, stream. that's too much time. I don't because no so. one's gonna watch. It's me. I did twelve hours, Carl. I know, but you that's don't value one your quarter. Time. That's one quarter of what I'm telling you to do. But I don't. You know. didn't even do your last consequence. I know. I, I'll do that. But four hours of like a, a Maddox Styles Twitch stream. I can't do that. I mean, I wouldn't be able to do that. What am I going to do? Hey, everybody. It's me, Carl Hamburger. Yeah, so that's the first Smoochie 30 moochies. seconds. Then yeah. what? Right. Figure, Smoochie figure moochies. it out, right. motherfucker. All right. I don't agree to four hours, but we can talk about that All later. All right. What else you got? This is podcast series. Yep. Yep. Uh, series of my choice. Drive to Gary, Indiana. Yep. Tom Myers restaurant yes, visit. Uh, the bunny... That would be the Chris Chad bunny video that you have to recreate. Yeah, have to recreate him dancing with the bunny suit on, right? Yes, sir. Uh, Southern John book report, which means you have to read the book, not listen, and write a book report that will be graded by a school teacher. Who cares if I read it or listen? I I think I'm going to order the audio version. Don't you dare! Uh, um, Patreon money. I get oh, the, the Patreon cash. money. Yeah, I was wondering Ooh, what payday too, kids. Woo! Semenology. You have to purchase the Semenology book and the, then read it in public. The autographed copy. Oh yeah, I get the autographed copy. It's still available. Correct. Uh, truck nuts. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to put the truck nuts on your car until the next time someone spins. Two hour handcuff music challenge. Yep, you get to listen to whatever song I pick for two hours while you're sitting there with handcuffs on, just like those prisoners in the scum parade story we did. Knife edge chops, three of them. From Colin Delaney with no you cannot wear a shirt. Yep, that sounds terrible. It will really hurt. And then um Pass the Spin doesn't count. Pass the spin doesn't count. Didn't we say we were gonna trade it for something else? What were we talking about? Oh uh, try math. Oh <laughs> yeah, never mind, okay. <laughs> Um, let's see. The Vic and Seamus stand-up. Well, there's you... plenty of Seamus' stand-up left to do. Oh, Mike's. That's true. So maybe we'll see Carl, uh, Carl Michael. And then we're back to dinner with a listener. All right. Here we go. Find out my consequence. Come on, Patreon, buddy. Come on. Where are we going? Where are we going? Twitch stream. God damn it. Yes. The most controversial one. So... I don't even have a Twitch account. Do I yeah, set up well, for a yeah, Twitch account? you have to account? figure out the whole thing. You got to figure out how to make your head a hamburger. Carl Hamburger. We gotta, <laughs> you got to do it. God damn it. You got to do it, kid. All right. The Carl Hamburger Show. The Carl Hamburger Show coming soon to Twitch. Brought <sighs> to you by yours truly, Vinny Paulino. Oh, my goodness. Ladies and All gentlemen, right. that is this week's edition of The Creep Off. We're going to be doing a bonus episode coming up soon. Probably not this week. We are both fucking monstrously busy. Very good. I'm looking forward to that one. That's yeah. the Nickelodeon uh, producer. So I was watching uh, those. Do you know how they do those pedoph pedophile hunter YouTube channels? Yes. They're fascinating. You love them. I do. They're really interesting. There's one where they caught this guy and they said, when did you realize you liked kids? And he goes, well, I used to watch these shows like iCarly. It's like that. I'm like, oh my god, this dude on the show's busted, and he fucking realized he was a pedo from watching this fucking Dan Schneider shit. I couldn't even believe it. No kidding. So yeah, I I'm totally ready to talk about this fucking weirdo. Awesome, foot fucker. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Sorry about the fuck up on the stream. We love you. Goodbye. The bigger the figure, the better I like it. The better I like it, the better I feed it. The better I feed it, the bigger the figure, the better the figure, the more I can love it. May your enemies be cursed in your podcast adventures. <laughs>